Welcome to the Small Ball Podcast. Welcome back to the Small Ball Podcast. Welcome back to the Small Ball Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Small Ball Podcast brought to you by Showcase Sports Media. I am your host, Matt Gregory, and it has been another fantastic week of baseball. Fantastic week, first of all, just because baseball is being played. I remember a year ago today, I was wondering if the season was going to happen. We were all sitting around wondering when this thing would end. And, you know, we're starting to get a little bit back to more normalcy. Chicago is starting to open up. You know, I'm down here working at Wrigley Field for the Chicago Cubs, and it's been fantastic. The Cubs, they've started to open it up. If you're vaccinated, you're allowed to not wear your mask in the stadium. Capacity is up to 60%, and fans are just buzzing. Wrigley is buzzing, and you know, a lot of that might have to do with the way the Cubs are playing right now, even after dropping a game today against the Reds. But all in all, Wrigley has been fun. Baseball getting back to normal in most places has been fantastic, and I am just so excited to see what the rest of this season brings to us. Today, we've got an interesting topic. We're going to be talking about wins above replacement, commonly known as war, and explaining why it's relevant, why it's a stat that people use, and why we think it's good. Why is it good for baseball, and how does it compare like the value of MLB players, and where does it miss off? Look at the 2021 Chicago Cubs. What's going on right now? The team is extremely injured, and what's happening is they're replacing players with guys like, you know, Anthony Rizzo's not in the lineup. So Chris Bryant moved over to first, and a guy like Patrick Wisdom is playing third. Patrick Wisdom for his career is very, very average. And what average means is he is a replacement-level player, which would equate to him having a 0.0 war in most cases. So you ask yourself, what does a team full of replacement-level players equal to, right? It's not a 500 record, not at all, not even close. What that would equate to is about 48 wins is what Fangraphs assumes. So kind of like the 2021 Rockies, if you know what I'm saying, a team that's not going to win much and, you know... Yeah, exactly. So what does Ward mean? Where does it stand on the graph? And how can you see what a player is worth for that, right? Over a full season, if a player produces 0-2 to two war, they might be suited for a bench roll, pinch hitting, or a defensive sub. Guys like Eric Sogard, who's plugging in for the Cubs right now, or Patrick Wisdom or Eric Young Jr. Players worth 2-4 to four war are generally considered good enough to start regular, but really aren't anyone special. Think about a guy like from Pittsburgh, Neil Walker, back in the day, or a guy like Ryan Zimmerman, and you know these are the guys that kind of are just okay, they kind of just do good for you, and you can plug and play them in any position. A guy that fits into this category, uh, also playing for the Washington Nationals, is Starlin Castro. You know, he's a journeyman, he's started a lot of places, he hasn't really been too great. You know, he's had his good years, but since then he's kind of just been an average starter. Another guy that was like that towards the back end of his career is Adam Jones. Guys like that. You know, they can plug and play. They kind of just serve a role as a starter, but they're nothing too crazy. Players with four to six war are thought of as being all-star caliber, like Justin Upton. You know, old Justin Upton before, you know, the injuries, of course, and the way the player he's become today he isn't really all that good anymore. Uh, this is a guy that, you know, he's thought of being an all-star caliber. A guy, you know, kind of like current Chris Bryant, uh, Current Anthony Rizzo. These are guys that, you know, they're all-star level and they're great guys that you want to have on your team, but they're not up in the upper echelon of the best of the best. Now, players with six war or more are guys in the MVP race. Mike Trout, Mookie Betts, Juan Soto, all those guys. These are the guys that are top of the top. And you know, in this season, guys like Nick Castellanos and Jesse Winker are up there. So I kind of wanted to go through and explain to you like where guys ranked in the war category. Um and how they ended up in the MVP race. So 2017, 
Aaron Judge led all AL players in war with 8.2. The National League war leader was Anthony Rendon with 6.9. The AL MVP was Jose Altuve, who had 7.5. And the NL MVP was John Carlos Stanton, who had 6.9. So obviously, this always doesn't equate to the stat lining up. But in a lot of cases, it is very good. Like looking at this next one, 2016. Mike Trout had 9.2 war. He was the AL leader. Chris Bryant, 8.3. He was the NL leader. Who was the AL MVP? Mike Trout. Who was the NL MVP? Chris Bryant. So obviously it's not a perfect stat, but it does a very good job of telling you who this best player might be. Because if you look down this list, Mike Trout has been the leader in the AL every year from 2012 to 2016. He was always at the top. Of course, Mike Trout doesn't single-handedly win games for his team. He can't play every position, take every at-bat, and pitch every inning. But based on empirical research, we know that a win is worth approximately 10 runs, and we can quantify run production. Note that this is simply not scoring runs, but creating runs. For example, if a player hits a single, the number of runs scored in that inning increases on average by .47. If a player hits a single, regardless of the context of that single, he receives credit for creating that many runs. Eventually, a player receives credit for so many runs over the course of a season and define runs, we subtract the number of runs that we would expect a replacement-level player to produce and then divide that by the number of runs that are equivalent to a win. This is a very generalized description of how to calculate war. The specifics are much trickier. There are different versions of war. Fangraphs has one version of war. Baseball Reference has one version of war. And Baseball Prospectus has a third version of war. So Baseball Reference is our war. Fangraphs is F-war. And Baseball Prospectus is warp. Each of them calculates it differently. So you'll have to see some big difference in values. Julio Tehran posted a R war of 4.8 in 2016, which makes it seem like he was a really good pitcher. But Fangraphs pegged him at only 3.2 F war, and BP put Tehran at 3.8 WARP. War across all sites is calculated consistently. However, in the sense that each is calculated using offensive, base running, and defensive components, for position players, and using run prevention for pitchers. Each of these components relies upon the same principle. Each play has a quantifiable value in terms of run prevention, be it stealing a base, knocking a double, or striking out a hitter. By awarding players credit for making these plays and adjusting for a replacement level, we can see how valuable a player is. Now, where does war falter? Obviously, no sabermetric is perfect, and it's weird because baseball is one of the first sports to get into sabermetrics and have it be such a big thing. So, the godfather of sabermetrics, Bill James, wrote about his principal gripe with war, discussing the MVP race between Jose Altuve and Aaron Judge, one that is argued still to this day. Aaron Judge was nowhere near as valuable as Jose Altuve. Why? Because he didn't do nearly as much to win those games for his team as Altuve did. It is not close. The belief that it is close is fueled by bad statistical analysis. Not as bad as the 1974 statistical analysis, I grant, but flawed nonetheless. It is based essentially on a misleading statistic, which is war. Baseball reference war shows the little guy at 8.3 and the big guy at 8.1. James's argument represents the principal criticism of war. War is context neutral. 
if a player recorded only one single per game for 162 games, but that one single knocked in the game-winning run every game, War would credit that player with the same exact value as a player who did the same thing, but his team lost every game. Now that is where War misses. Because, you know, it doesn't take into account the special things a player can do. And that is why a player like Javier Baez is hard to be evaluated with War. Because when you think about it, Javier Baez definitely does things that War doesn't account for. The amazing tags he makes, that those aren't accounted for in War. The fact that he hit that home run against the Cardinals in extra innings, that would count as the same thing as him hitting a two-run home run in the first inning of the game. But those obviously have very, very, very different statistical analyses. You know, those are very different things to think about. Very, very different points in the game and have a very different outcome into whether you win or lose the game. As a result, it would seem as though War is undervaluing the first player and overvaluing the second player. Judge consistently performed poorly in high-leverage situations, although he recorded the worst clutch store of any player in 2017 per fan crafts, despite leading MLB and F-War. And now if you go back and you look at the numbers from this super-argued MVP season that Aaron Judge, some think he should have had, and some think Jose Altuve should have had. If you look at the clutch, Jose Altuve was negative 0.56, which is fantastic. Aaron Judge, negative 3.64. And for reference, a guy like Mike Trout, who had a great year that year, always has great years, was at negative 0.1.04. So that's just one of those things that you got to think about, where war doesn't always account completely for how important a player is in certain situations. It only evaluates them as a whole. At the same time, the context neutrality of war is considered by proponents of war as important and necessary. If we look at Judge's performance and remove the context of that performance, Judge was stellar in 2017. Judge can't control how frequently he comes up to the plate with runners on and the game on the line. So if war was adjusted to take that into account, Judge would be punished for the factors out of his control. Is it a feature or a bug? The jury is still out. Still, as a contextual neutral stat, war is one of the best available to be used in evaluating players and player performance. Given its current trajectory, it might not be long before war completely dominates MVP and Hall of Fame discussions. But in the words of Bertrand Russell, war does not determine who is right, so don't think that war is the end be-all to every statistic discussion. Okay, Russell was talking about a shooty-shooty war, but the point does still stand. Now, that's fantastic. Uh, I got a lot of that from SportingNews.com, and it talked about wins above replacements, and that is where I did a lot of my research because they went in-depth with F-War fan graphs and baseball reference war as well as baseball prospectus war. Doing research on all three of these websites definitely gave me the idea to think about how deeply and how important war actually is to the value of a player. I want to know what you guys think. Do you think that a player should be determined by a statistic or by the eye test? Because if you look back to the Moneyball era and think about what happened in that movie and in that, you know, that time for those Oakland Athletics, the team wasn't good enough because they were just relying on the numbers. And a guy like Aaron Judge would have been a perfect fit there because you think Aaron Judge, you know, he does all the things right in the regular moments. But they ended up failing in the big moments because, you know, statistics don't run the world. There are guys that do things that are important at all times. You don't really get to comprehend how important an individual player's instincts are, too, with war. If you go back to 2016 and you think about Albert Almora Jr., 
He came in to pinch run for Kyle Schwarber in Game 7 of the 10th inning of the World Series. Albert Almora Jr. was standing on first base when a sack fly was hit deep to the warning track, a ball that Chris Bryant thought he got all of and hit a home run to take the lead in Game 7. Albert Almora was like, you know what, I'm going to be safe with this. I'm going to go back to the bag and tag up. Now that tag up is counted up as the same tag up as a guy in the regular season making that same play. But the player behind that play is way different. Having the baseball knowledge and the mind to be able to tag from first to second is absolutely tremendous. And that's a proponent that war can't take into account. So I want to know what you guys think. Obviously, there's a lot to digest here because war is a big stat, and it's something that's not going to go away. More sabermetrics like it will continue to come as baseball continues to develop. So let me know what you guys think about war and about sabermetrics in general. Do you see value in being able to quantify a player based on a ton of sabermetrics, or do you like to go out to the ballpark and decide if that player is good based on what you see yourself? and what the scouts see, and you know what happens in the later innings and not just what happens in the first inning. Once again, thank you all so much for listening. I hope you all have a great week. Let me hear your thoughts on war because this is a big topic. You know, baseball sabermetrics, like I said, they're not going away. They're just going to continue to develop. Thank you, guys. Have a great week, and peace.